You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, this is our follow-up to last episode, episode 16. Um, it was part one of this two-part series. We're going to be discussing, and spoilery discussing, chapters 31 to 34. Mm-hmm. So we read all of them as one arc. We summarized the chapters, and now today we're going to discuss. Yay! Yay! Yeah, <laughs> next time we're going back to our regular two-chapter format. So we'll be reading... 35 36 just as a heads up she'll wrap up volume six yeah we started volume six now wrapping up volume six next time (laughs) okay i know it's been a while if you listen to these um week by week then it's been a little while (laughs) if you actually listen to that whole description before listening to this episode so let's get right into summarize shit went down yeah shit hit the fan that is a good summary um (laughs) yeah i guess i could summarize it really quickly which is just like Toru learned that Kyo, in addition to turning into a cat, he has an additional... The person who's possessed by the cat has this additional form of possession where they turn into this, like, monstrous animal-looking form. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll talk about that in detail, but that's essentially what happened. Yeah. The Digimon form. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that it looks like Digimon. Um, <laughs> with that, so I guess, okay, so the format of this is going to be the same as our usual, like, discussion where we're going to do non-spoilery discussion and spoilery discussion so to segue in yeah let's talk about how the true form looks because we <laughs> i've definitely <laughs> these series these chapters are super serious so i wanted to keep it really serious during the summary or during the uh yeah during the summary but there's like parts of it that like make me chuckle every time which is like the first <laughs> time i read this i was like but because it just yeah it doesn't it it's supposed to like you can tell the intention is that the true form is supposed to look really monstrous but i'm kind of like i'm not scared <laughs> it looks like a digimon <laughs> With pants. Um, I think it's supposed to look like a really warped cat. cat. It does look like a warped cat. It has a tail like a cat. And it mm-hmm. clearly has like a cat kind of face. But then it has these really exaggerated limbs that look kind of like human limbs. Because like cats don't have, like domestic cats at least, they don't have like big paws like that. And then their joints mm-hmm. are a little bit different. So it looks like it has like human arms, but then with like, you know, like animal claws. Yeah. And then, of course, the true form has um, it has some other stuff going on. Like, it, it has yeah, super... It has some slip people, so... Yes, it's a cat thing. <laughs> yes, that's definitely a cat thing, too. And the eyes are kind of, like, cat-shaped as well. Mm-hmm. They're big. And it has, like, these weird, like, ear-shaped things. Like, it looks like rotting ears, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. So we also learned that um, the cat true form has a smell, like a rotting flesh smell. Mm-hmm. So in addition to looking theoretically disgusting um it also smells terrible and toro mm-hmm. actually said it looks like it smelled like she couldn't escape the smell like when she was running to find him right so it just pervades mm-hmm. oh and then it also has so in his true form he also has like these preternatural other preternatural abilities like being able to jump really high and having like really fa- being really fast i think um mm-hmm. it takes her a long time to find him and catch up with him he runs yeah. through the woods and he like breaks a rock in half yeah so. <laughs> he like crushes it with his claws yeah and then scratches her which of course a regular cat could do i guess but yeah gotta scrub those real well or you get tetanus or something. i was gonna say she's gonna get cat scratch disease or whatever yeah which is the thing scratch fever <laughs> yeah exactly i was gonna make that joke and then i was like no we can't make jokes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah now we're discussing now we can make jokes but yeah yeah so yeah it's kind of interesting so he's the only one that has this which also we think we've talked in the past about the true the cat the cat we know the cat is you know, treated separately than the rest of the Zodiac. Like, the cat's not invited to the banquet. 
Like, the cat is certainly treated differently than other members yeah. of the Zodiac. He wasn't allowed to live inside. That's right. He wasn't allowed to live inside. And yeah, and then in addition to that, he also, the person possessed by the cat, transforms into this extra creepy form. The bracelet, so he, the person who's possessed by the cat also has that bracelet that controls, uh, it keeps them from transforming into that true form. Mm-hmm. Have they actually talked about that? I mean, it was kind of obvious because he removed it, but. Yeah, there's no, like, uh, exposition on it. But... Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, there's no exposition on it. But then he, the bracelet. He removes it and it transforms him, and he's got the flashback of his mom always checking, checking it. for the bracelet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we can pretty much. It's pretty clear the bracelet somehow controls if he transforms into that form or not. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about the way that people reacted to his true form. So the first time we see like a memory of Akito reacting to his true form, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, right at the beginning of that chapter, as he's, after he transforms. So Akito's reaction in his memory, of course, is, like, just completely disgusted. Akito's, mm-hmm. like, covering his face. And then I think it's also interesting that Shigure is there in the memory, too. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. I wonder how they ended up being there together. Mm-hmm. Like, in that one scene. Like, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. That's all. It would be all headcanon. But it's just, like, maybe Shigure yeah. goaded him into it. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, is the true form of, like, a widespread knowledge among the other Zodiac members? I definitely think we could talk about that because I don't think yeah. that it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how... So it seems like Kagura knows. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really react. And then, of course, we know Shigure knows because we saw him in that memory with Akito. Yeah, and he was talking to Cosmo's talking. He was talking to Cosmo about it. Yeah, exactly. So Kagura, I think, knew. Yuki maybe didn't know. So, like, mm-hmm. there's this, the way he also sees out the window. I don't think they really show his reaction, but then the next day he looks a little bit Yeah, he looks a little bit surprised. You can see, like, the bottom half of his face. He sees his mouth, like, like, yeah. Like, his, like, you know, lips are parted. And... Yeah, he does look surprised. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think it's not necessarily clear how many people know, but Kiyuki for sure didn't know, I think. Mm-hmm. Or at least it doesn't seem yeah. like Yuki knew. And then, of course, his... He has these other memories of other people, like his mom. So like you just mentioned, his mother checking his wrist constantly to see if the bracelet is still on. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's interesting. I mean, like, it's a main point in this chap, like one whatever chapter it was, 33, I think, that her, his mother's reaction is directly contrasted with Toru's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, a line in my notes that just says acceptance versus denial. Mm-hmm. That's a good That's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And he says it exactly that way. He's like, basically, like, you completely denied that this was a thing. Mm-hmm. Why did you think that, like, just saying that you love me was enough? Yeah. And then Toru, you know, obviously in contrast to that, she admits that she was afraid of him. And he feels like that means that she acknowledged the fact, like, he acknowledged, she acknowledged how he is deep down, right? Yeah. We, we skip right into it, I guess. But did you know that this chapter 34 is exactly a quarter of the way through the series? Yes. <laughs> it's, like, early. Like, it feels early. <laughs> It feels early, but... I think, I think just because uh, it was treated as a finale in the first anime. Mm-hmm. It was just like, wow, I can't believe we're already at the true form arc, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> we got to that end of chapter of uh, Volume 5, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the next one. Mm-hmm. It's happening. But yeah, so we're a quarter of the way. If you're reading this the first time, we're a quarter of the way through. Woo. Woo. It's the mid-season <laughs> finale. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like an interesting point. Makes me feel like it's well-timed. Like... Was clearly yeah. planned out, I think, to be done by this point yeah. in time. Kind of like a ending of one arc and leading into a next one. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, Kyo's. Well, we've had a couple of those, right? Because we had the like Toru leaving and coming back. 
Mm-hmm. And then Yuki and Kyo coming back from the main house. Those are kind of like big points of development, I think. And then this is like the next biggest one. It's going to set up people's reactions for the next coming chapters, I think. Yeah, definitely the game changer for the whole series. Yeah, I was going to say, and for the rest and of the for series. for several characters. Yeah. Kyo and Tora, obviously, but... Even Yuki. Yeah, you can see some... Just in how some people are reacting already, you can mm-hmm. tell it's a... It's going to change a it's lot a tur- of things. turning point here. Yeah, maybe even for Kagura, too. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody who was there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I guess we also... We didn't talk about this yet, but we met Cosmo Soma. So... Yeah. It feels like um, we know him so well already, but... <laughs> yeah. My note on him is Cosmo is best dad. He's the best dad. <laughs> so. He is best dad. We're recording this, if anyone... So we're recording these a little bit early because we're traveling, but we recorded this on Father's Day. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of appropriate. I realized later when I was writing this, I was like, oh, it's happening. But <laughs> it's too bad we couldn't release this podcast. We didn't start releasing this like two or three weeks earlier than we could have planned it to yeah. release this day. That would have been better. <laughs> but for us, it's at least timely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he is the best dad. And I think there's a really interesting arc. Like I kind of didn't remember this because I think I think about Cosmo from later in the series or whatever. But this, the second half of our chapters that we read, like kind of indefinitely in chapter 34 and 33 going into 34, it's them. We also explore that parent, like parental relationship between Kyo and Kazuma. Mm-hmm. Kazuma says that it was, it, he says that it feels like they took the long way around, like they weren't very close. Mm-hmm. And now um, because of everything that's happened, they can be closer. And I think Cosmo directly says it's because of Toru being there that they can be closer, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, like, that even though they obviously, like, loved each other as father and son, they didn't want to acknowledge it for, like, each other's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Kyo's like, all I did was cause you trouble. And Cosmo's like, all my feelings cause you trouble. Mm-hmm. It's a very monkey's paw situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It's just something that I didn't remember and like wouldn't have thought about even as a exploration so mm-hmm. as an as a character study the, i guess i have a couple other things just to say to kind of like do i'm going to do a profile of kazuma so <laughs> he's a martial arts instructor he's a martial artist and an instructor um and he also we saw that he taught yuki and kagura and haru and potentially others it doesn't say it just says and the others so it's not mm-hmm. not clear exactly who he taught but definitely those three four those four yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know we talked about, at least in the spoiler sections, like Yuki's martial arts training. Mm-hmm. He's like less explicitly connected to the others, but yes. in this point it confirms that he trained under Kazuma. Yeah, I was going to say, even though I still don't others. believe that uh, <laughs> he actually took martial arts, he does confirm. He does. <laughs> yeah. This kind of confirms that. I don't that, think I guess. he trained with the others, Definitely but he not. had the same teacher. So. He did. He calls him Shihan, too. So he mm-hmm. refers to him in a respectful way as well. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. So I have my notes like well respected by, um, so actually, so I think that he's a probably like a high level practitioner. Like it's probably a high degree black belt just based on how he's addressed and also the way that he like totally like thwomps Kyo <laughs> by like <laughs> pushing him into the thing and stuff. And also, um, it seems like he's well respected by the family or certainly at least by Shigure, Kagura, Yuki, and Kyo, obviously, but mm-hmm. maybe other people as well just because of their exchange. Yeah. Uh, when he comes mm-hmm. back. Yeah. It also seems like he's at least thought highly of by the rest of the family just because they're like, oh, that oh, yeah. poor guy having to take in the cat. <laughs> that <laughs> terrible cat child. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, like people are like, oh, I wouldn't wish that on Cosmo Kun. So he seems like he's kind of respected as well, just throughout mm-hmm. in general in the family. So yeah. I find that really interesting, actually, something I didn't really notice before as well. And then, of course, yeah, we just talked about Kyo and Cosmo's relationship as their sort of like this tense father and son relationship mm-hmm. that they both had all along, but they just didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Cosmo, we found out was related to the previous cat. So mm-hmm. so the person who was the cat before also had somehow had a relationship and Cosmo's whatever parent was born. And so Cosmo mm-hmm. was as well. And Cosmo remembers him, which is interesting, too. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. This is also, I think, well, I mean, we're just jumping around like we normally do. But I know it's been a long time since we talked about chapter 31. That was the beginning of last episode. But in the very opening, when they're standing in the rain, I thought it was interesting how Toru offered to turn Kyo into a cat and carry him home. And then that's what happened at the end of chapter 33. So mm-hmm. like there's this little mini arc where <laughs> he he it's a symbol of of him accept, accepting her help and her care and her attention, right? So mm-hmm. I just thought that was really I don't know, I never also never noticed that before and I was like, "Oh, that's the thing that happened. She said she was going to do that." And I was excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a nice payoff on like the couple of times Rikyo's like told Toru it's okay to mm-hmm. you know, like share her burdens with him and he listen to her problems. Yeah saying i want to do the same for you this time even just recently like i think that was built up really well by having the chapter immediately before this one where she's sick and he Mm -hmm. eats her soup and everything yeah it seems like it's just really charming but like it's all building up to this interaction that they have as well Mm -hmm. up to this point i think toru has done many kind things for everyone but it seems like you know kyo is kind of he he keeps her at arm's length right even up to now now things may not be like that as I mean, much. He even, yeah, he even says, like, at the end, where, like, he's gonna, like, I can't remember the exact line, but saying that, like, I want to care basically he's gonna, time. yeah, basically, like, he's gonna embrace this relationship going forward, basically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, because, like, it's almost like he already was, but then he just, like, didn't want to mm-hmm. admit it. <laughs> like, yeah. he did, I guess, like, from, as in receiving care from her, rather than just taking care of her. Yeah. So, um, there's another kind of interesting story progression thing that I thought was cool. There's this, okay, so there's a series of memories. So starting in chapter 32, so like after after Cosmo was introduced at Shigure's, after he arrives, there's like dialogue, then there'll be a memory of him and Kyo, and then dialogue, then memory of him and Kyo. And like basically the order is, it's them separating right before the series started, so right after they trained together in the mountains, then Kyo in middle school, so going back in time, then Kyo as a child yelling, so going back in time again, and then Kazo's memories of, of his grandfather is immediately after that one. So it's kind of interesting how it sets this, like, I thought it was a good setup going back and back and back and, like, building up to the true form, which is something that has always existed with the person who's who has been possessed by the cat. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. It almost, like, goes back to the origin and then he transforms. Like, I thought, almost like for Cosmo, I guess, at least, it's, like, the origin of him dealing with his grandfather and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was cool. I thought, I thought it was interesting how it sets up and then in chapter 34, we go back in reverse. So it's from Kyo's perspective. So it's like Kyo is a kid at the funeral and then him in middle school. Um, and then you so you kind of get like those perspectives again on those two same two events, which is pretty cool. Like narratively, it's an interesting structure, I think. And it helps it helps set up kind of like how I don't know how to describe it clearly, but it's kind of like the so this is supposed to be the cat's true form. And I think kind of like building back, going back in time it sets up how this is something like really a part of the cat since even before Kyo, even mm-hmm. before Cosma and his grandfather, right? And something that's kind of deeper there. Yeah. 
And then building back in the other direction, it's just getting Kyo's perspective on the same memories that Cosma had as well, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So we get both their perspectives before they kind of like make up in the end. Yeah. And decide they both wanted to be father and son all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is kind of interesting, like, like reaching back to the past. Like, I think it's the first time we've had like a direct like mention of a previous Zodiac member. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen. It's just like, oh, the Soma family has been cursed forever. And like, there's mm-hmm. no, there's never talk about the generation before or anything like that other than, no, I don't think there's any talk of the generation before to this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like the first time we even get to see like another person who was possessed by the Zodiac who isn't part of this current generation, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just establishes, helps to establish the like long kind of connection to the curse mm-hmm. that we're just seeing in this episode, this this event that happened. Yeah. Speaking of first, pretty sure this is where Kyo starts calling her Toru. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Does he even call her by name? I don't think he does. <laughs> yeah. He's usually like you, you, or whatever. Like, he never refers yeah. to her directly. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a big deal when he calls her yeah. out at the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it immediately shows it's not just like a one-off thing, because then when he's talking to her... He's like, Toru, did you see? At the end when they're saying goodbye to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. I also think that's a cute little circle thing where Toru says she wants to see a match between... Yeah. Kyo and Cosmo, and at the end he's like, do you see our match? Yeah, do you see I made it happen mm-hmm. for you? Like, I did mm-hmm. it right away. Yeah. I like how he doesn't even respond to her the first time, and then he makes it happen. Like, mm-hmm. their relationship is definitely, it already feels, like, really different, even in just this little exchange yeah. at the end of the chapter. Yeah, it's a very comfortable exchange. It's interesting, because Kagura, so Kyo is like, why do you even come near me, and whatever. And then Kagura is like, well, you're the one who does that, she thinks. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, as she can accept it, as he can accept it now, it's like they have their relationship. Both both he and Kazuma and Kyo, like, Kyo and Kazuma and Kyo and Toru both have these relationships that they basically already had. They're just now enabled to have them because Kyo is, like, letting it happen. He's, like, letting people mm-hmm. be nice to him by thinking that he might he'd be worth something, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. an interesting setup. Yeah. Speaking of him, like, Think he's worth something that line he says before uh Cosmo makes him transform where he says i accept my life is worthless because i was born the cat mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty intense the whole thing is intense but yes yeah <laughs> but then he immediately turns it around and it was like it's all yuki's fault and Cosmo's mm-hmm. like you haven't changed at all which is really interesting yeah. too and we've had the you know like other people have mentioned it somewhat directly in the past but about like protecting himself with his hatred of yuki Mm -hmm. yeah toru mentioned that yeah yeah it just turns out that it's true (laughs) yeah Uh, just a little random detail Um, doesn't really mean anything but um you get like you know some close-ups of like uh, kyo's bracelet early on yeah and the scene where he and kagura are at the grocery store kagura's got a bracelet on the same wrist yeah she does yeah i thought it was interesting i thought it was very conspicuous Mm -hmm. that she's wearing a bracelet you can see it really clearly because she holds hands with him and there's like close-ups yeah. of her hands a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wonder if that's part of her whole thing with Kyo. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I would have to go back and look and see if she wears like other jewelry. Yeah. She's got like she's got like a little kitty backpack and stuff. So yeah. It's like another kind of thing with her, like her kitty backpack was conspicuous kind in this of, episode yeah. or this uh this chapter as well. Yeah. Her kind of like most like self enforced bond with Kyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their relationship is interesting too. Like the what we saw in this I mean, she comes and she does her, like, usual thing, but then it was really interesting mm-hmm. that she was watching when he transformed and then she left without saying anything to him, too. Yeah. 
And it kind of seemed like she almost like knew what was going down. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she came. It's not like she just randomly showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could interpret it that way, but it doesn't feel like she just randomly showed up. Yeah, she was there before like they got she, home. Yeah, it feels like she knew something. Something was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, even though, but then she's shown outside while Cosma and Shigure are talking. Yeah, like but listening to the plan and then you know, watching, being there. Watching the it. Yeah. Yeah, and again, she's one of the ones who obviously does know about his true form. It seems like that is true. Yeah. That she didn't react. That she. Well, she doesn't react, and she also, in the beginning, when she's oh, asking yeah. for a coon, she says she still doesn't know, are you going to keep it hiding it forever? And just by the way he reacts, you can assume it's about the true form. Yeah, he's like, shut up, basically. Yeah. Oh, she mentioned earlier, too, where she says, when she's talking about, like, how, how much she loves Kyo in her first introduction. Oh, she says, I love him even with it, just, like, even when he turns his into his true form or something, but she's, he starts to say that, and he cuts her off. Yes. Really right. angrily. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, even though it's so mm-hmm. prominent. Yeah, when yeah. she's introduced, she calls it out right away. She sets it up right mm-hmm. away. Now we finally know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an early chapter, too, because that's, like, Carter's introduction is, like, the first one after yeah. the, like, beginning arc. <laughs> yeah, it's probably seven or eight or something. I don't even think it's that. I think it's, like, four. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, right after the, right <clears throat> after the, yeah, she shows up right yeah. away. Because they, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's before she goes home. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty, pretty early. So it's already, it's been set up all this time. <laughs> yeah. Everything, listen, everything that happens in this series is set up from the beginning. <laughs> I think, but whatever. <laughs> listen to everything. Pay attention to everything yeah. if you're reading this for the first time. <laughs> oh, there's an, I have another small thing to say. So they mentioned that, um, Shigure mentions that Kyo and Kagura and Yuki at least all have bank accounts. Yeah. That the family puts money in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a headcanon, but I think it's not a headcanon. I think it is canon that they're like rich, <laughs> rich as fuck. So yeah, mm-hmm. all of the, all the, I'm pretty sure all the Junishi, they all, I mean, they wouldn't just give it to Kyo, Kagura, and Yuki, especially not Kyo. So probably, yeah. I would assume that all the Junishi have bank accounts that they put money into. Yeah, at least the uh, underage ones. Probably. Yeah, I don't know about Shigure, but he doesn't seem to have to do anything. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting. I always. I find their family system kind of interesting. Like, yeah. they definitely spreading the money around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they support uh, Kyo also. Yeah. Like, I guess it'd be conspicuous, like to the outside world, if they just like cut him off. But maybe well, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any other serious spoilers? I mean, serious non-spoilers to say. Uh, yes, one okay. very important one. We got more damage to Shigure's house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. As soon as Kagura punched the door, I was like, yes! And then I went and <laughs> updated the, yeah. the sheet. And then, of course, at the end... Yeah, we got a damaged fence, which may or may not be on Shigure's property. I say that it is. Yeah. I put it in my counter. <laughs> Ignore the question mark in my notes that I know you can see. <laughs> I say that it's, it's assertive. Definitely. I assert that it's on his property. It's like before the... It looks like... Yeah, Toru... changing it to an exclamation mark. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> good thank you it's the first time you ever edited any of my notes that are completely open for you to edit (laughs) that's so good yeah i was really excited um 
the, I, I say that it is on his property because t- I think I assume that Toru like it looks like there's like a kind of a dirt path or something like maybe mm-hmm. she led him to like the nearest street <laughs> yeah it looks like she's kind of walking him to like the road because he something. says I can find it from here so yeah that's you know back in civilization instead of on the mountains where the film is yeah or wherever the fuck <laughs> it is where Shigeru's house is in the middle of nowhere yeah 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 anyway I was really excited so mm-hmm. poor Shigeru's house but it's okay he'll get their money for it I guess yeah <laughs> I really enjoyed that the whole. I really like that the damage is always still visible in like yes. later scenes in the chapter whenever there's damage. It's yes. like when Cosmo shows up at the house. Sometimes <laughs> even in the hole in the door. Yeah, so good. It does. He does seriously look like he's like contemplating it because of the way he's standing, which is really funny. He's probably like, "Oh, Kagura's here." Yeah. Ah, Kagura. <laughs> he's her teacher, also. Yeah. Yeah, he would know. <laughs> it kind of explains how she's so strong as well. So. I see. Like, I don't think it, I don't know if it's ever said, but um, Sentaro was enrolled in martial arts to try and control his like mood swings and stuff. I wonder if Kagura was put in to try and control her temper. I mean, I would assume that that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Kasuma was just like, "Let me help all of your emotionally damaged yes. children." Yeah. <laughs> it's like half the dojo is just. Uh... Seems like the rest of his students probably aren't. So I'm, just, so I'm wondering if they're like, "What's with all these kids with weird hair that learn in our class?" <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh and they all seem like older too like it seems like he yeah. at least those are the ones that he's talking to a lot and then he yeah exactly those mm-hmm. are the ones that we see but mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure they're like what's going on <laughs> yeah. oh um i had a question for you or like mm-hmm. I, something to interpret that i haven't figured out how to interpret yet so you can see the floral imagery that's associated with aikido running through some of these panels um let me just find it and tell you what part hold tight <laughs> So basically, it's in chapter 33, for anyone who's following along at home. So once Akio's true form is revealed, we have a flashback to Akito and Shigure, saying that it's disgusting. And then you can see the flowers, like those um, camellia or whatever that's kind of typically shown with uh, Akito. Um, I tried to see if it was a different type of flower, but it looks like it's the same one to me. And you see it in that on that one page... And then even on the next page, when that memory of Akito is gone, you can see some. And then we see them again on the side of the page where Toru runs off into the woods. So, like, all throughout those pages, that imagery is used. And I just wondered what you thought about that. Like, it's not... Is it just, like, filler space? Or does Mm -hmm. it have something to do with, like, contrasting Akito's reaction and Toru's? Is it just just Akito? I get the impression that that's like possibly the first or one of the first times he transformed to his true form. It's probably true. And so, like, it's just like his strong memory of like obviously Akito's view on it mm-hmm. affected him a lot because it has that whole speech from Akito. So mm-hmm. His body's all warped and ugly and smells like something's rotten. It's just the cat's true form. It's, it's disgusting and all that. Yeah. And then, of course, his mom is like, oh, did something happen with Akito? Yeah. Like, as if maybe he came back from there mm-hmm. to her or something. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. I wonder how they keep that bracelet on you as a baby. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, like, I was kind of wondering the metaphysics of the, uh, the baby. <laughs> the <two forms laughs> baby. Like, well, that they get, that gets kind of mentioned with Momiji when he talks about the mother, like, giving birth to a child and hugging it and having it turn into an change animal. into a weird baby animal. Yeah. Um, like, the true form, like, it 
like it seems like he turns back on his own yeah it's not like they have to force the bracelet on his giant weird kitty paw that is true (laughs) i assume that like hyo is probably born we're going into headcanon territory or like (laughs) non non non-canon territory here for this discussion (laughs) i assume that kyo was just born like a regular zodiac baby Mm -hmm. so i wonder if there's a point where that true form like -hmm. it's not like he would be born in his like true form or something that'd be weird because, like, the whole, I feel like the situation is, like, they don't know until they're born if they're possessed or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they are like, oh, no, he's the cat. And they put that bracelet on. And then from that point yeah. on, it's like, if he takes it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe yeah. it's like, that at one point, they he transforms for the first time or something. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be that time with Akito was, like, the first time that he remembers. Yeah, I think it's definitely the first time he remembers. I don't know if maybe, like, he transformed once he was tiny and... Yeah, his parents were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Especially because his mom is like, oh, it's fine. Just, I mean, you you changed back. Like, she knew yeah. about it, maybe. I wonder mm-hmm. if we can interpret it from the way that she speaks to yeah. him after he transformed back mm-hmm. that time. It is interesting because, like, also the true form in that scene looks smaller than it does now, too. Yeah. Like, as if it also changes as he grows, just like all the animals, animal forms, too. It's Yeah. We baby Digimon. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if I have a Digimon to make a joke about it evolving or whatever. Actually, do you have baby form Digimons? I was going to say, they do, don't they? Like, they have small ones and big ones, right? Yeah, and they're usually just heads with those long ear things, so. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm saying. (laughs) I stand by what I said. You could interpret it as being creepy, but. I think it would definitely be creepy in real life. Definitely. (laughs) It's terrifying. Plus, she says he sounds different, too. I didn't include that in my description, but. Toru says yeah. that he sounds different. Also, the smell would be it would be terrible. It would be overwhelming. Like, that mm-hmm. alone would probably be scarier than anything else. And then it's, like, crazy. It's like you're, like, a were-monster or something. Like, he runs so quickly. It's probably... It'll be really interesting to see how this all gets animated again mm-hmm. in the new series. I bet it'll be even more dramatic. Because in the first one, this was... Like you said, this was kind of the climax of the original 2001 anime. And it was definitely, like, really intense, but... I feel like with the things and, like, the effects that they're using in this current anime, it's going to be really different. Like, I'm sure it'll yeah. be really, it'll be interesting. Yeah, like and that. I do think they kind of, if I remember right, they kind of avoided, like, actually animating the monster that much. Like, I remember the, like, transformation. It's like his eye, just like in the anime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, just like in the manga. And then there's the running scene, because I distinctly remember that part where he, you see his, like, he runs and there's, like, a slow motion part and his human body is kind of like outlined in the monster mm-hmm. just like it was in the manga as well yeah and then i remember there's a scene of him like screaming in his like animal form too which is really creepy yeah. i feel like i remember being shot like in like close angles and stuff like you yeah. didn't really get a lot of full body views of the true form uh, probably it's not. been a while since i watched it that's just kind of the impression i feel from yeah. my memory of it same but yeah mm-hmm. i think you're right mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's interesting it's um them, I'm sure the motion. I'm sure it would be terrifying in real life. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" I like how Toru's like, "I don't know what to do." Like the really interesting yeah. thing about all the situation too is Toru's like, "I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." But then she goes and does what she thinks is right, mm-hmm. and she thinks like, "You know, I want to, I want you to come back. Like, I just want things to be like not like how they were before necessarily, but I want to stay with you, which is really nice." Mm-hmm. Oh, we got another title drop in our <laughs> of our podcast. Isn't he like, "Let's stay together"? Hold on, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look it up. I was like, haha, title drop. Oh, wait, I can't say that. It's too serious. Um, let's yeah, let's go on living together. together. <laughs> I think he says I wanted us to stay together. 
in his monologue before. More than anything else, I wanted us to be together, he says, about his mom, too. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Tor- same, Toru same says, I want to stay together. Yay! <laughs> Title drop. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I want us to stay together. The scene is really... It's always very touching. Mm-hmm. I think some of the ones that are... The scene where he... Um, the scene this time where Cosma picked up baby Kyo like one of the the first time when they're walking together after those ladies are so sassy about him in the main house and he picks him up and he's like you need to breathe the air from a higher place this time mm-hmm. I was like oh my heart like it was mm-hmm. just the way that Cosma takes care of him and and like literally he treats him better than anybody else ever has and mm-hmm. it's very sweet I don't have any other non-spoilery things to discuss mm-hmm. I mean, we discussed the most important one which is that Shigeru's house was damaged again for the record yeah so you know I think we can move on but um, so I'll play music, uh, and then we'll talk about spoilers. So if this is where we're leaving you today, thank you so much for listening. And uh, next week we're going to be back to our regular schedule, so we're just going to cover chapters 35 and 36. You can find us at staytogetherpodcast.com, staytogetherpodcast on Tumblr, staytogetherpod on Twitter. You can email us. You can find us on all of the places where you can download podcasts and also YouTube. And as always, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I might be writing a text right now. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> spoilers. It's time to talk about spoilers <laughs> for these chapters, of which I'm sure there are many. <laughs> yeah, there are many spoilers. Yeah. This isn't a spoiler. Well, it's kind of a spoiler, but I love she show. That's the first thing that yeah. out of my notes. <laughs> but I particularly love the relationship between Kyo and him and like Toru later, especially mm-hmm. like how him he and Toru kind of um, they get together to talk about like they're kind of on the same page about trying to free Kyo from the curse and stuff. Like Toru mm-hmm. talks to him about the curse, which is really interesting. Like all that when that stuff goes down, I think their relationship gets really like it's like on the next level, which is nice. Yeah. He might be the best person in the series. He might be. <laughs> it's a competition between him and Toru and I don't know, Hero's mom. Mm-hmm. He's I think he's definitely the best dad in the He's hundred percent the best dad. Are there any other dads? Like there's like Akira or whatever, but like it's Katsuya, but he didn't have much time to be a dad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He seemed pretty good when he was there. He seemed okay, yeah. And then there's uh, Tori's grandfather, but I guess he's a grandpa, not a dad. Well, by <laughs> definition, you have to be a dad. But he's her grandfather, not her dad. Yes. <laughs> he's a granddad, perhaps. He's not just a regular dad, he's a granddad. <laughs> I hope you like my pun. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, rude. <laughs> he's definitely the best dad, and he's way better than Kyo's dad, who's probably yeah, the worst dad. He's way better than Kyoshi Dad. Yeah. Kyoshi Dad is the worst dad. I would say. It's Momiji's Mimiji, dad who's trying but failing pretty bad. I feel like it. he's not doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I think he He gets he gets some points for effort, which is more than a lot of them get, but not not any points for follow through. No, he definitely tried. But then he's kind <laughs> of like the thing that bothers me about Momiji's dad this is like really random and unrelated to Kazuma, but <laughs> The thing that bothers me about most about Momiji's dad is that later he's like, oh, Momo wants to take violin, so, like, you can't take violin from the same person or whatever, which is like, yeah. oh, so I see you're just slowly, like, shunning Momiji from your life, from his <laughs> life that yeah. you can now control, which is crazy. Anyway, that's a random side note about his dad. We didn't talk about that yeah. before, but, mm-hmm. yeah.
he's definitely the worst dad. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> um, yeah. Happy belated Father's Day from us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about, like, Kyo's dad in the non-spoilers, but I was like, it's never actually pointed out that it's him. No, he no. He up in, in he the scene. In the flashbacks. Yeah. And he says your mom loved you more than anybody else, which is... Yeah, and he's the one... Possibly that, true, but... Yeah, and he's the one uh, baby Kyo is yelling at. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault. Yeah, and so. like, he's, like, on the ground. He's, like, on his butt. Like saying, mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. I never noticed that before. Yeah. Yeah. And Cosmo's like holding him back. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for when Kyo gives him what for later. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. She's just definitely, he's probably definitely one of the best characters. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. It's hard toss up between him and a couple of other people that I can think of, but yeah. for sure. As far as being a genuinely good person. <laughs> definitely. And I think he has. I loved the exchange. Like, I just thought the exchange where he comes in and they all greet him was really interesting. Like, he greets them all. They all greet him, like, one by one. He's like, oh, Kakura, you're looking well. Like, Yuki, it looks like you're filling out. And Yuki smiles. Yeah. And, like, he's like, oh, Shigeru, I'm glad you're, like, um, I'm glad your uh, writing career is going well. Like, he has yeah. all these little things that he says. It's just, like, you can tell that he really is kind and he cares about all of them. And they also respect him and stuff, which I thought yeah. was really cool. And I'm sure people like Kagura you know, respect him for taking care of Kyo as well on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like obviously Kyo is uh, special to him, but he looks out for the other kids that he's yeah. training also. He's the Zodiac dad. He's everybody's dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's great. Yeah. They're in good dad during short supply in the Zodiac, uh, so definitely. He'll, just have, he'll just have to share. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I have a unrelated... <laughs> thing about oh, kind of it's related to Shisho but um in in the chapter where he's introduced he's being introduced to Toru he's like I see so you're the young lady and then he kind of trails off and Kyo looks really concerned and then mm -hmm. Shiso is like rumor says that you're uh, you know the secret of the zodiac curse and then the, the question that I have is does Shisho know exactly what happened between Kyo and Kyoko or not because and does he know that Toru is related? Because Kyo knows Toru is her daughter. But Shisho wouldn't know that, right? I feel like he knows something. Because there's that part, but also uh, when he's talking to Kyo when he's about to take his bracelet off, mm -hmm. he says, it's when he's telling him that he can't go back to the dojo. He says, like, whether you come in to live with that girl is a coincidence or an inevitability. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes it's... it sound like he knows something about it. That's more of it. Yeah. It surely, to us, to people who don't know, it could just be like, oh, that girl Toru. But I think yeah. for, for people who've read the series before, like, I feel like it implies that he knows that it's her. Like, he knows that they have a relationship mm -hmm. in the past. And I, I remember there's yeah. scenes of Kyo talking about Kyoko to Kazuma. Yeah, I know there's really scenes of him being, like, really I met this weird woman. in a sorry state and that's to, yes. after the thing, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I do... It seems like for sure Shisho must know about Kyoko. I'm not sure if he knows about Toru, but I think that some of his dialogue here implies that he knows. Mm -hmm. Especially the way the way that Kyo looks nervous, and like you said, the um, the way that he's like whether you come coming to live with that girl is coincidence or an inevitability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting foreshadowing of that relationship too. Yeah. I have another question about Cosmo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> are you ready for my pop quiz about Cosma <laughs> and how great he is question one is Cosma the greatest dad of the zodiac the answers are yes yes definitely or like probably yes <laughs> your choice okay 
the question that I have is um, during okay so Kazuma and Shigure have this chat and Shigure Kazuma is like I'm gonna do it tonight I'm gonna remove the beads the question that I have is do you think that Shigure and Kazuma are in cahoots trying to break the curse like do you think that they know that they're both kind of working to break the curse actually I don't even know if Kazuma is but do you think that he knows that Shigure is like is he complicit in Shigure trying to break the curse do you think based on anything that we've seen so far I don't remember enough about the later stuff to make a comment on that. The reason that I think that he is... I think he might know that Shigeru plans things just just by the way he talks to him. I feel like maybe they know. Like, maybe they have a shared understanding. But Shigeru is like, oh, with so much at stake, like, is he just referring to Kyo? He says, like, with so much at stake, do you trust Toru to accept him or whatever? And I feel like for Shigure, he's referring to something beyond just Kyo's, just Kyo. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if Cosmo understands that in the same way. Yeah, and then no, I don't remember enough yeah. of Cosmo's later chapters to. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I just wondered if you also yeah. thought that, but not sure. We'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. The the jury's still out. <laughs> they they may or may not be. There's definitely parts also I know for sure where they. Sh- like what, like I just said, when Toru talks to Cosmo about breaking the curse, so maybe he'll mention yeah. it then, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a possibility based on the way their dialogue is. So, because also I'm like, how did Kyo even end up living with Shigure? Like he came to, he came to fight Yuki, but I mean, then what? Like what was he doing? That was uh... Akito said he had to live there, I guess. Yeah, because they said like Toru could stay, but Kyo also had to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess Cosmo was. Walking the world or whatever. Yeah, he's training. <laughs> but then, yeah. what was he expecting Kyo to do? Like, where is he expecting him to go? Like, they must have had some kind of agreement. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's really strange. Was he just like, you're gonna go back to the main house or something? Like, I don't know. But he's not allowed to live in the main house. Or at least, yeah. I don't know. He didn't. That doesn't mean he wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Actually, there's like that memory of them. <laughs> Cosmos like, bye. I'm gonna go travel now. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I wonder if he was planning hoping that he would end up staying at, at Shigure's house as well or something. I don't know. It's interesting mm-hmm. to contemplate. Oh, that's right. And then um, there's another thing that's specifically alluded to Kyo and Toru's relationship from the past, which is that when there's Kyo's in her monologue, it's like, you ended up near me by mistake. But yeah. this time will be different. He imagines her as a child, which mm-hmm. is really interesting too. Yeah. So it, of course, alludes to their relationship before when they were children. Another um, spoilery thing that we saw, we saw the cat's room. Yeah. And I was like, then we see a room, a house with a, sh- yeah. with a weird broken concrete thing. And yeah, so we saw the cat's room. And then of course we saw Cosmo's grandfather in the cat's room. Yeah. So that was interesting. At no point is it specified that he was confined there. So I couldn't talk no. about it, but. Yeah. I like how, like looking at that, you can kind of like just pass it off as like you know, the cat's not treated well so he's living in this crappy house yeah or something but, it could uh, be anything yeah but uh that panel where the house is shown the room is shown is really ominous it is and it's like <laughs> it's like this yeah. tiny grayed out panel in a black background yes it's a it's in the middle of the page but then you can see also in the it's like not even like in the foreground there's some plants so it like looks really secluded and then mm-hmm. Um, the, like I said, the like thing is broken, like the porch is like broken, like as if, yeah. you know, there's no reason for it to be there because you're not going out. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, it is very ominous. Mm-hmm. There's something about the catcher that freaks me out. 
in yeah. this case it was like oh it's just it's coming right mm-hmm. yeah I, like just the way it's framed and knowing what it is gave me a bit of a chill when i saw it yeah and also knowing things like the part with rin being confined yeah. there is like so it's like really also really chilling so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's coming it's kind of like when you see like a keto like it's the same feeling right where yeah mm-hmm. not like all the times before we saw like for example the scene um like Akito actually we never saw Akito well like before we saw Akito freaking out about Hattori and Kana all those times before Mm -hmm. where like once you once you know and then you go back and see them when it's building up to that it's like really really ominous every time Mm -hmm. so it feels feels kind of the same (laughs) yeah and knowing about the cat's room I'm amazed at how uh calm and kind Cosmo's grandfather seems yeah flashback yeah he's like I mean, I think that Cosmo's grandfather probably understood that Cosmo was a child and he was being, you know, conditioned by everybody else. Yeah. So what was he going to do? I mean, he's just like... Yeah, but just a kind of, like, quiet, resigned yeah. acceptance. Like, I kind of wonder, like, was he, like, like Kyo when he was younger? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, was he angry, angry and stuff, and he's just become, you know, accepting of it after so long. Yeah. But still trying to, like, reach out to his family. Yeah. It is. It's really sad. And he tries... <laughs> It's funny the things that you do when you're a kid that you regret, perhaps. Yeah. There's I, I said it a couple of times. I, I made a joke about calling everybody's faces rueful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, like we had all these so many, so many faces full of like kind of mixed emotion throughout these chapters. Like Yeah. The and I even I also mentioned that like the relationship between Kyo and Kazuma, like of them not wanting to feel or like push their feelings onto the other person being mm-hmm. explored as a part of their like character study. All those things are so interesting. Like it's, it just really, I think shows the depth of emotion that Takaya can express in all of these different stories that we see throughout this series. Yeah. Like these are just a couple. The ones I was, uh, that kind of hit me this time was Kagura. Cause like, I was thinking we were going to like see much more about her and Kyo in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Just because it seemed like obviously so much of it was referenced, but a lot of it doesn't come up until quite a bit later. Yeah. Their whole. Their whole thing. Their whole thing. There's like a scene of her as a kid that's referenced that I also couldn't speak about very much. Where yeah. The one so where she's that little. was the thing I was gonna reference to. I was like, yeah. It's like yeah, she saw him when and I was gonna say like different reactions to Kyo's true form. Yeah. I was going to talk about Congress there, and I was like, no, I was like, we see the scene of her as a kid looking terrified, but it doesn't actually say that it's because she uh, pulled his bracelet off. Yeah. I Do you remember what happened in that scene? Like, do you remember what happens later in the story when we actually see that? I remember it's just them, like, playing together, and she's like, come on, let me see your beads and stuff, and she yeah. tears them off, and then she, like, freaks out and runs away. Yeah. And she, like, felt guilty about it. Yeah. Part of the reason she... It's like as close to him. Like became so like clingy toward Kyo, mm-hmm. and then that became like real genuine love for him. Because mm-hmm. she said like she started off like like looking down on him. Because she says like she became friends with Kyo because she's like at least I don't have it as bad as the cat. Yeah, she became friends out of pity. Mm-hmm. There's a really yeah. uh, striking scene of her as a child where she's shot from below. She's drawn mm-hmm. from below, looking down yeah. at him with this kind of like crazy expression. That yeah. was something that I always remember about her. Mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah, yeah i had yeah, i said i had a a note that said like denial versus acceptance it's actually denial versus pity versus acceptance yeah it was like my kind of idea on kind of the like 
big reactions to Kyo and his true form that you see from kind of the big characters in his life. So his mother and Kagura and and Toru. Yeah, and even Shusho <laughs> and Akito, presumably. Mm-hmm. Like Shusho says, like, oh, I started taking care of him out of out of pity, but I don't think that's really the case. Or like out of tro- to atone, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that he genuinely noticed what was happening with Kyo and wanted to help him specifically, not just atone for like his past, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And then with with Kakura, it's like it's pity that turns into true feelings later, mm-hmm. much later, like as a yeah. teenager or whatever. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. And then Kyo. I mean, then you have Toru, of course, who admits acknowledges how different he is and and the non-ideal parts of his of Kyo but that doesn't stop her from wanting to have a relationship with him right yeah so it's very interesting I think also you know the true form is a very literal thing in this thing but I think we can take that as a pretty big metaphor about like you don't have to like love and be perfectly okay with like every single aspect of a person yeah in order to like accept them yeah you don't need to just pretend like, oh, this is all, this fine. is all fine and dandy. Everything's cool. I don't have to think about this. Like, I do it's okay think- to be like, you know, honest and look at a person honestly to accept them that way. Yeah, and I think like a major, I feel like a. This is completely unrelated to fruits basket, but <laughs> a really, one of the things that struck me when I saw, um, Inside Out, <laughs> is <laughs> that. <laughs> the it's like the main one of the main like um um plot points of the story is that the main character has to develop to be more mature needs to develop memories that have or develops and understands memories that have like mult are tinged with multiple emotions right Mm -hmm. i feel like that is like a really like uh like a sense of maturity it's the same it's it's the same kind of thing with like with your relationship with other people right recognizing like not everything about everyone that you know is perfect. You don't necessarily need mm-hmm. to accept every single thing that they do or think that they're perfect. But the point is that you can either decide if they are someone who's worthy of your attention, your affection, mm-hmm. or that they're, you know, whatever, not someone who can be someone who you want in your life. And I think like mm-hmm. in this case, in Toru's case, it's like he has this these aspects about him, but of course, like, there are so many great things about Kyo that this is not something that should be relevant to your consideration of like if you want to have a close relationship with him or not, right? Mm-hmm. Something he can't control, and there's so many other like great aspects about him. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like like in the scene when he's trying to drive her away, like she starts to leave mm-hmm. at first yeah, for a minute, and then you can kind of see her go like, like no, this like this is worth it. Like the look of determination on her face is also Mm -hmm. one of those really amazing, um, like moments, not just in these chapters, but I think probably in this series, I think Mm -hmm. where she looks back to, to go back to him. Yeah. And I think, I feel like later there, she's like, doesn't she talk about, she talks about again, I think in the future about how scared she was at that time too, Mm -hmm. I think, but I'm not sure. Or maybe it's a different time. I don't know. But she like, she's clearly and she tells him that she's frightened but then yeah she stays there anyway to try to convince him to come back mm-hmm. i mean i think uh this is another example of like toru not being such a perfect character <laughs> like i think we mm-hmm. talked about this i like to talk about this because i 
I disagree with all everyone's assumption, <laughs> with many people's assumptions that, you know, like she's perfect and great and accepting of everything. And it's like, in this case, she did accept him in the end, but also like, you can see how hesitant she is and how she wanted to run away and stuff as well. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see her turn and to face that for something that's worth it, right? Yeah. I do. I Just to tack on to something we were just talking about. I forgot what I was going to say when I lost my train of thought about when I talked about, <laughs> um, about Inside Out. But the thing is, this one of the kind of overarching themes I think that runs through the series is that having, you know, accepting and having like these kind of varied emotions and relationships is a part of growing up. Yeah. We see it with a lot of characters. Like I could think of offhand, like, like Ayame and Yuki, let's say, mm-hmm. for example, like Yuki accepts that Ayame is going to do things in a certain way. Um, and it's not like ideal and it's not like, it's difficult for him to understand the way that Ayame thinks, but he knows that deep down Ayame cares for him deeply and therefore they can mm-hmm. have a relationship. Yeah. That's just like one thing that comes to mind. There's so many mm-hmm. others. Yeah. It's kind of, realizing everyone around you is as complex a person as you are and yeah embracing complex thoughts about that mm-hmm. uh did you have any other spoiler things that you wanted to say any other movies you want to uh, talk about I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do we think about the true form and its implications for the cat itself like the original mm. cat in its role in the story that's a good question mm-hmm <laughs> So, like, I think the series, the text tells us, <laughs> if I remember from things from later, like, the cat, they think, and I think, like, Shigure, for example, thinks that the cat exists to be someone that the other Junishi can look down on. It's like, so they almost have this this um, kind of, like, social boost because they're mm-hmm. seen as being outsiders as well. So then they have this person who's even further removed from them that they can mm-hmm. then, like, feel good about. And that's also, like, directly referenced with Kagura's character as well and her feelings about the cat as well. Yeah. And, oh. so, and then, like, much, much, much later, we get the true story of the cat, mm-hmm. which is where the cat was the one who protested the never-ending bond and yeah. wanting to, you know, appreciate the things that they had in the moment and let it go when it was done kind of thing. Yeah. And so everyone was mad about that and they thought it was like a betrayal. And so I'm kind of torn if I think the true form is a punishment that was placed on the cat by everyone else when they were hurt by the cat. So what they thought the cat was betraying them. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like the cat's resentment. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. To answer your question, <laughs> I, I interpret it as the cat's resentment, personally. Mm-hmm. It's the cat's resentment that the cat's resentment is what gives the cat's true form its form like the cat's resentment Mm -hmm. is what makes it warped the cat's resentment is what it's like that rotting smell maybe it comes from Mm -hmm. that like rotting bond that like clinging on Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i also think there's a connection between because like the the curse happened when the the cat died and they decided to make it like a a bond so they would all come back Mm -hmm. and since they keep talking about it smelling like like rotting flesh basically yeah there's some connection to like the death definitely that, that triggered it and everything definitely for sure uh i was gonna say something else about the cat what was i gonna say mm-hmm. oh i remember i remember so <laughs> the other interesting thing about so i looked at when it says true form i also looked at japanese because i was curious about what it said <laughs> so the actual word hold on wait let me look it up is or i guess like whatever it's like a noun that's used like an adjective but it's the word is honrai. So hon, it's like that word can mean true, like innate, 
true as in like innate or like an innate characteristic. Mm-hmm. Another way of interpreting it can be like original. Yeah. So like when I actually learned that vocabulary, I learned it as original. But then when you look it up, it has multiple meanings. So like I wonder if you can kind of interpret different things about that. Like I wonder if can you say like, is it true like, like innately deep down the cat's spirit has this innate characteristic of being like like um like when you when you describe it as true i feel like the implication is that at its core the curse of the cat is to be possessed by this extremely vengeful spirit so like not beyond Mm -hmm. what all the others are right or is it more like kind of the way that you can you interpret it as more like the in the sense of the original quote-unquote original meaning of the word Mm -hmm. um like you kind of said, is it like how the the cat, when the cat died, that sort of triggered the returning over and over again of these spirits. Mm-hmm. So is that, does that mean like the cat's, can you interpret it as the cat's original form as well? These are open questions. <laughs> yeah. Open them to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I just had the thought that the cat is the original one who got the curse because he was the first one they made drink. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had a related question, and a couple of times they say other form instead of true form. Yeah. Is that a different word? Would you like me in to the look? Japanese? Let me check. Yeah. Can you point me to a place where he says that? I think it's like... Um... Um, when when Kazuma is talking to Toru, Toru. right after the transformation, okay. that it's a two-part panel says that is what he's been hiding, the cats, and then the third panel up in the top left corner is his other form. It just says, yeah, it just says another form. So it says, mo hitotsu no tsukata desu. So it's like, uh, hitotsu is like one. So like another, yet another form, right? Okay. So let me see Taurus. Um, it's after. It's, uh, it's on the page after the one where you see Yuki in the window. Yuki. And it's in that bottom panel. <laughs> Yuki in the window, in the bottom. The next page. Okay, yeah, it says the same thing. Sugata, I guess. Okay. It's the tiny furigana. It's hard to read sometimes. Yeah. So it just has another form, another okay. shape, another form or shape. So, like, it doesn't say, like, other form. It just says another okay. form. So, like, on top of, it's almost like mm-hmm. it's on top of something, like, uh, in addition to, is like the connotation yeah. that I feel it has from my limited experience. So, okay. Yeah, I'm just curious because I noticed the. Yeah, I noticed that too. I just didn't look it up. Yeah, so it's kind of um, interesting. It's like, so yeah. it's kind of, you can interpret that as like, in addition to the weird yeah. shit that already happens, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's this yeah. other thing that also happens. So. Yeah. I've always been of the opinion that it's not the cat's true form. Yeah. That it's something that's been like warped and twisted over the years, just like yeah. the curse has. I think, I feel like that's a great interpretation. I feel mm-hmm. like from the things that we've seen, you can definitely interpret it that way. Yeah. Like we just said, it's so they <laughs> describe it both as like a like a twisted form or true form or original form, depending how you want to interpret it. Like both times it's been mm-hmm. interpreted as true as if it is to me, it implies that they're trying to say like it's at its core. It's this. That's the cat's curse. But I disagree yeah. with that. I feel mm-hmm. like your yeah, interpretation part is more of accurate. The, yeah, it's another part of how the cat's role has been yeah warped twisted and changed and like looked down upon so yeah. i can say like, oh as another thing the cat is this a horrible monster at its heart yeah. which is not you know that's not true. not true the cat was the more more most reasonable of them at the beginning and mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then the has the bond has really soured to yeah. such an extent that it is it's physically warped the yeah. person who's possessed by the cat too. Yeah, I almost think the that the cat's true form is almost a reflection of the the curse itself, like yeah. the bond. You could say that. Mm-hmm. You could definitely say that. At, the cat is at the core, like you said, at the center of the mm-hmm. curse, based on the scenes from the end. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting yeah, interpretation. It's like everything about the bond was around the cat. Yep. The and beginning. The, yeah. And everything. And so the twisted form of the quote unquote true form kind of reflects how the bond itself is also twisted and rotted and mm-hmm. it's gone wrong. Not as intended. Mm-hmm. At its at its core, it has not gone as intended. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was rereading the the true story part mm-hmm. the other day. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. That last panel where it has God petting the cat again, like they're finally back together <laughs> as friends. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It is good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, as it was meant to be. Yeah. And not so warped. Mm-hmm. Did you have other things to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, that's a good note to end with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we, we've unwrapped everything. So podcast mm-hmm. canceled. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's a great note to end on, I think. Um, it's really interesting. I guess, like, one thing I guess we could talk about is, like, the things that really lie ahead, right? So we set up in the non-spoiler discussion that this is setting up the rest of the series, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting. I think it was, it's, it's easy or, like, it's... um straightforward to say that this does set up like obviously the relationship between Kyo and Toru her determination this is part of what sets up her determination to break the curse right because because of the cat and the having to be locked up and then also I think the you know the burden of the bond on like Kyo specifically that encourages Toru to break the curse yeah we see that develop over time I think we also see like Yuki I think Yuki's relationship with Kyo is going to change yeah, I think this is a significant chapter for Yuki, even though it's not yeah, like clear right away. I think we'll talk about it next time, because the next two yeah. chapters are all about Yuki. So, mm-hmm. um, Or, like, not all about, but mostly about. Like, they kind of focus on him. So I think it will be very interesting. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the way that this specific incident changes Yuki, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And even Kagura, too. Like, I am yeah. excited to get to the reveal where she says that she pitied him, and then that changed. Mm-hmm. and their relationship to change i think that will be interesting too yeah yeah and then we'll be seeing more of she show which is nice <laughs> <laughs> so on that note next week we'll be back to our regular two chapters and we're going to talk about chapter 35 and 36 um thank you all so much for listening this was really fun i was so once i finished writing these notes i was like i can't wait to talk to kayla about fruit mm-hmm. basket so great so yeah happy that we yeah, had so this. many little notes written down so it's gonna be a good discussion <laughs> this is gonna be good so <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Great. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Glad we're all happy. Um, Okay. I think that's it for this time. So we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.